The sing-along podcast would not be possible without the amazing people at Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to record a podcast. First of all, it's free. No hidden fees, nothing. It's completely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or you can upload an already recorded episode directly to the app or the website. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. You can even monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you've ever had an idea for a podcast but you just didn't know where to get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Hello music lovers, songwriters, this is Casey from Second Echo, and welcome to the Sing Along Podcast. This is a week of first for us here at the Sing Along Podcast, first of all because this is our very first video podcast that we've ever done, but more importantly, this is our very first episode with a legendary songwriter, Mr. Hugo Ferreira from the band Tantric. So many of my formative years as a musician, as a singer, as a songwriter, were spent listening to this man's iconic voice and the legendary songs that he and his bandmates produced, including this first song, which is the title track from the band's second album. Here's Hugo Ferreira and Tantric with After We Go. Feel too 
do you know how we got right here? And I'm going to be honest with you, Hugo. I don't know how I got right here talking to Hugo from Tantric. This is awesome, man. <laughs> so thank you for doing this. Uh, let's talk thank a little you bit. For me. Oh, man. So um, this song, one of the reasons I chose it for several reasons, but one of the first reasons is going over the lyrics, it just seems so relevant for today, even though it was written so many years ago. So um, let's talk about it a little bit. Tell me a little bit about the impetus behind the song. Well, I mean, it, it, it is basically like very relevant to what's happening to, today, but it, it's kind of about um, just history repeating itself in a, in a good way or in a bad way. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and just basically choices that we make as people, as humans to each other and, and a global scale, even if you want to, uh, affects everything. And, um, and, and basically I wrote it with, with, with that kind of vague color of that people can kind of integrate their own characters in their own lives and find relevancy to it. And I, I tend to do that to it, even though all of the songs are, are all basically autobiographical yeah but you know in the i mean to me in music aside from its sonic you know i i I believe that music in a band is is basically the soundtrack of a lyric yeah Uh, and the one like right off the bat the thing that stood out to me is again that very first line do we know how we got right here and and what you were talking about just now about to the individual um it's it, it brings up this thought of you know, we like to think of well, how did we get to this point in history? But on, you know, we say, oh, it's this major event or it's whatever. But honestly, like it's a lot of our own personal decisions. And I love that aspect of what you're saying. This there, it's very personal because the course of human history is based off of these individual decisions we make on a daily basis. Yeah. The the next line that stood out to me was uh, we walk around like we don't live with consequence, and it just made me think of that again the decisions that we make that we don't even realize the unintended consequences that come along with that and that was just such a that was such a very powerful line and i mean it's definitely referring a lot to just the disposable kind of society that we've created especially where you know in my life and in younger generations even seemingly getting you know progressively worse and better in certain aspects but it's just that, you know, people's need for immediate satisfaction yeah. eliminates their, uh, their, their need that used to be prominent, I guess, more so in, in humanity where, you know, you know, this, things weren't, things that were broken were fixed and not just tossed and replaced. You know? Yes. Yeah. So like, you know, people would take some accountability or what their part is in something, uh, good or bad. And, uh, and it just feels like these days, I mean, whether it be with relationships or work or, you know, whatever, it, yeah. it just seems like everything is just like, well, if it's not going perfect, we'll just replace it. And yeah. I think that's, so, it's really uh, sad. A, yeah. a, a horrible kind of like, uh, exhaust, or the freedoms that we get as as Americans, you know, absolutely, and, uh, you know, but but you know, 
I'm not one to preach. I'm one to like, you know, if whatever and however you live your life is, is, is working for you and it's making you happy and it's not at the expense of others. Yeah. Then I, uh, then I'm, uh, then I'm, I think that's the only really rule that I, that I, that I kind of apply it. You know? Yeah. And one well, pressing, pressing forward in the song a little bit, when you get to the chorus, you talk about, we've got a strong mind, but we never remember to use it. Like we have so much uh, more capacity and capability than I think we give ourselves credit for. So there is some for of sure. that, like we want to see people living up to their potential as well. Well, I mean, a lot of things make it uh, easier for you to be lazy in those instances. Sure. Uh, and, you know, like I said, you know, there's benefits and negatives to everything, but you can have a cell phone and you can read a book and you can watch, you know, like <laughs> there's two yeah. things, you know, not everything has to be immediate and fed to you in 30 seconds. You yeah. Know? Delayed gratification. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's, it's definitely, definitely, I believe that the, that things that require uh, more time for the, for their foundation to harden uh, might not hit that peak of whatever mountain that you're trying to reach as quickly or yes. whatever height that you do reach. There's a, bigger platform on yeah. which to stand on. Yeah. That leads me so well into the ne the very next line that I had that really stood out to me. And Hugo, this one stood out to me just because of uh, some of my goals and ambitions. And uh, I'm a musician as well and been pursuing that for many years. And I love this second verse. It says, I don't know how long this will last, but I'll keep right. on pushing. I've got to make all the time that has passed turn into reasons to get me through it. And it makes me right. think of, there's this author that I really love. He says, he first of all, he says, life is suffering, but your job is to take on enough responsibility to justify your miserable experience. <laughs> and I kind of like right. that. Well, no, there's truth. In it. And uh, there's a line in one of my songs that it's like, happiness is the moments between struggle. Yes. And yeah. Both of them need to exist, obviously, for there to be a contrast, uh, you know, and, and anything, you know, yeah. um, but for sure, that particular line was speaking about, you know, having this incredible gift and passion that is born into you, which is this music. And it's something that is so universally and arguably the only universal thing that it, probably any yeah. human can agree on is that music is one of the things that you need in yes. life. But yet at the same time, it seems that it is the least protected. The people that create these things and arts are the, are are really the least protected of something that is so important to humanity. Yeah, I, all, all decisions generally in in a music or entertainment or business industry they're made for profit margins. Yeah, and music is one of those things that the that the result of this profession shouldn't be measured by yeah. solely profit margins. Yes. You know? There should yep. be a global effort to protect. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's what we're going to get to that a little bit later too. Cause that you're basically 
describing the whole reason why I'm doing this podcast is it's trying to bring people back to an appreciation for music, for songwriting, for art. And along those same lines, like just the final line I want to touch on this song is even the title after we go brings the mind to this idea of like leaving behind a legacy. You like, you want to be remembered for something, you know, that you want something that you have done in this life to matter. Well, you know, it's, it, it, that does matter. Uh, but it matters as much while you're here as it does. I mean, as, as, as when you're gone, you know what I'm saying? It it matters in the content of sentient reality. Sure. You know, just putting in perspective is, you know, is, is definitely an exercise people should do for the day. Yes. Yeah. Well, one of, one of the other reasons why I chose this song is because the, rhythmic and percussive uh lyric and vocal style of this song uh is really one of the reasons that drew me to you guys and it made me wonder um not only like what are some of the influences that that you had but maybe even before you were doing music like before you had a say in it when you were super young when what were your parents listening to that maybe influenced you well the thing is yeah i'm european so my parents first language was portuguese okay so Within that set, uh, when I was at home, I was listening to, you know, their genre of music, whether it was, you know, flamenco-based guitar playing, yeah. or like Al Viola to like Sinatra to, you know, like opera to even watching musicals as, as a kid. But then becoming a fan of, you know, I, I'm a fan of music in the way that I am of people. I, I don't necessarily care what type of music you play. I, I, I just, I just need to feel that it's sincere, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I was always a fan of hip hop and I was a fan of rock and, and, and country and songwriting in general. And what I did unconsciously and somewhat consciously is I would take some of, of the cadences that were used normally in a rhythmical pattern that would be used more as, as, as a hip hop uh, cadence yeah. and put melodies into them. But, you know, there was this cool thing that I read about Christopher Walken uh, about how when he wrote his scripts, he never put punctuation marks on where the sentence ended. And yes. I kind of do something similar to that. I mean, I create the sentence and then figure out how that yeah. uh, can necessarily fit without, you know, it doesn't mean that the beginning of the sentence needs to start on the one. You know? Yes. Right. And there could be different starting points and different ones uh, throughout the verse. And I think that's, that's incredible. That's a, a really cool feature that, that I agree that Tantric does, but yeah. it's also to me, I like music that, you know, you listen to it one time. Yeah, you love, you know, that's initial attraction to it. But if you want to get more out of it, there's more in there yeah. for you to grab, whether it's lyrically or whether it's from a musician's yeah. standpoint going, you know, this little syncopation there yeah. was probably unnoticed by everyone. Right. But that little, you know, it's kind of like a hats off. And, and maybe I think. And maybe yeah. like maybe like the the fifteenth time you listen to it, you you hear it, but you didn't never heard it before. You pick it up, you pick it up, and uh, and I, you know I, I think that it's cool to be able to 
have records for a long, long time and, you know, keep on discovering some of them. You know, like all music doesn't have to be lyrically in depth and, you know, uh, philosophical and, and say it's to be good. You know, some music can be what it, it is and it's just a fun, like, little piece of candy that you yeah. eat. But, yep. uh, but yeah, but I, I do like that. And I try to always give a, give a little twist and turn of predictability without losing uh, losing somebody's ability to follow it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You want it to be you want it to be something that sticks and that is memorable. Yeah. Well, right. let's yeah, good, let's good vocabulary but not unintelligible. Right. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump back. I want to jump back in time to uh, your guys' first album, the self-titled album, and uh, this is one of those albums that I would just I would put in and just listen to on repeat straight through, just all the way through. And um, there are several songs that I wanted to touch on in this on this album. Um, all to myself was probably one of my favorites again because of that percussive lyric and vocal style. But um, I wanted right. to. But the one I want to focus on is morning. And the reason I want to do that is because I have such a great story about this. I had two friends and they were like the most polar opposite. One was a, was a black guy from South side of Chicago. The other guy was this kind of country, almost redneck guy from Southwest Ohio. And, uh, they were good friends, but we would be in a car and it would come on the radio and they would hear it. And when that song came on, they were, they were like schoolgirls listening to it. They just loved the song. And so it was so so funny to me that this song was able to connect like all, all ends of the spectrum, you know, it it still blows me away. And, you know, I don't know. There's a a whole bunch of songs that are, my opinion could have reached that point, but it does take in, uh, a lot more than just the song and the person who's singing that song that band to create that type of thing. Yeah. And it is really great when it just crosses all boundaries of, yeah. you know, of, cult, you know, culture within cultures, you know? Yeah. And even now when I went back and, and kind of re-listened to it and re-familiarized myself, I really wanted to focus in on the lyrics and try to really pick them apart. Uh, they just took right. on new meaning to me. I'd heard it, you know, hundreds of times. Yeah, they do. I, even to me, as uh, sometimes songs that I've written in the past become more, become even more prophetic yeah. in the future. Yeah. And, and, and again, those things happen by accident. So we're gonna let's we're gonna listen to it real quick, and then we're gonna come back and talk uh, about morning. So here is one of the all-time classic tantric songs from their very first album. This is morning. Is there something that you're trying to say? Don't hold back now. It's been a long time since I felt this way. So don't hold back now. I purposely forgot about loving anyone Cause I'm the only one who else Who has been stepped upon Is there something that you're trying to see? Cause I can take it Cause I grew up a man that's weak I'm hurt, I'll shake it I'll go back to my game how I'll make it Cause out of all the hurt we have Believe us to go
out of all this hurt we have beauty thus become I, that that line is beautiful man and well, I, I, it's a great line and i and i love it more and more as it fits in the reality of all things yes the truth is that the most beautiful things grow out of the the most uh, out of you know yes experience things I mean, as simple as something as like a rose literally grows out of manure. Yeah. And, yes. And, and I, I write songs and it's kind of like, but on the other hand, but on the other hand, you know, <laughs> because, because I'm a, I don't know if it's just because I'm a Pisces and I see perspective and I see sure. points of view from every uh, person in whatever, you know, uh, and a protagonist and antagonist of any story is depending on who's telling it. Right. Sure. So, yeah. but that, that song, that line in itself, I think is the defining moment of that song. Yes. Yeah. I just love, and I, and I wish more people could grasp that in their own lives. That idea of life is made up of this. It's, it's a really a beautiful tapestry of both right. light and dark colors and, and, and the beauty right. behind that. It's yeah, that's amazing. And it's just about like, you know, sometimes, uh, 
you know, bad things happen, they will pass and they, or I would say for almost a hundred percent of the times they in one way or another grow into something that would have not existed. Yes. Yes. Had that not been there, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know, every action has an opposite and equal reaction, yeah. and yeah. and uh, that's applicable to so many yeah. truths. You know? Well, and as you move through the song, it's obvious that you're talking about this relationship or or relationships yeah. in general. And the thing that I love is. I always love it when a songwriter takes something that um, everybody else has done, but they put a new spin on it. And I feel like in this song, that's what you did. You're saying, you know what, this is over, but I'm not, I'm not bitter. I'm thankful that for what I learned from it and just everything that comes along with that. That's such an awesome perspective. Right. A broken heart and uh, rejection have similar feelings, but, uh, are two separate things and uh and sometimes they get confused yeah and, and therefore a lot of people don't heal from either one because they're putting band-aids on 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 different things they think they have a broken heart but they're really feeling rejected and, and they should be putting the band-aid on that and not on yes you know that song like you said it, it, i've heard so many people's takes on it from from people wanting me to play it at their as their wedding song to like you know, whatever wow. it's the, the art, once it's put out there, it's in the eyes of the listener to make it their own and their own soundtracks and their own lives. And that's in their creative imagination. Yeah. That's what you listen to as many ways as there are people. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I, that, I love that type of music just like you said you don't you don't necessarily want to be preachy but you you write in such a way that it it's, it makes it more universal where everybody can kind of pull something out of it yeah, yeah. and i love sure. and, for sure yeah because and, even at the moment that you're writing it you're not a, might not exactly be sure how things are panning out and, and you know like after i record a record you know I, you know I'll, I'll generally like listen to it you know, you know, nonstop after I created it, right? Yeah. And then after having like so many years behind you to revisit one of your own creations. Yeah. It, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a cool thing as a, as, as a, as a guy, as a writer to go back. It's, it's almost like looking at your old pictures. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, and seeing how far you've come. And you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's part of the, the reward. Yeah. And as you were talking there, it reminds me of the chorus. Well, there's so many things about this chorus to unpack. And the, one of the first things is even when I was listening to this so many years ago, when it first came out, that, that line in the morning, in the morning, and I, and I knew the spelling of morning, but in my head, I still heard like in the morning, you know, M O R N I N G. But then, but then like right. for some reason this time around, again, when I was listening to it, the power of in your morning, like right. in, in, in your in grief. Life. Well, yeah. And what I got was as you deal with your own garbage and all the baggage you have, you start to appreciate, Oh wow. Like no wonder I couldn't keep you satisfied. Like you've got your stuff you're dealing with. I've right. got my, you know, and so it was just this really powerful catharsis. <laughs> and it, you know, a lot of people have told me that it's it's helped them 
you know, that pass through hard times in their life. And, and that's amazing uh, to me because even though I've got something out of it when I put it on tape or, or so, like the overwhelming feeling that you get when you know, when something that was just sincere and honest to you yeah. is also sincere and honest to someone else. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's an unexplicable humility that you feel. I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. So as you, you were talking about looking back over your uh, career and I've always wondered for you and and the band, when you look back over the span of, of your career, when you look back at the very beginning and maybe not even at the beginning, but before that, before you, you guys broke, you know, you had that idea, that feeling of kind of being a starving artist, you were hungry. And now as you've had the success, has, have, have you noticed that changing your approach to writing at all? Like when you look back in the past and you see the types of things that inspired you and you wrote about, is it a, a little bit harder process or is it easier now because you have uh, more experience I, i've never played music for any other reason than than i that's what i do yeah music is more a part of me than anything it's arguably it's another limb but um you know even in a in a career uh, like mine, which I've been really fortunate to have, it, it's it's only for the sheer sake that I can't imagine loving anything more than this. Yeah, and knowing that you can exist and have this, uh, like that to me uh, outweighs every monetary gain that I could have or couldn't have because it's certainly definitely not for our fiscal security that all of us do this because sure. you know I, I I see almost anybody making you know a lot more money with seemingly a lot less uh, effort or struggle or you know yeah. This is something that you have to be too stupid to know that you can't do. Sure. <laughs> that's a <laughs> That's such a great way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You got to be stupid enough to know, to know that uh <laughs> yeah. can't do it. That's <laughs> exactly. impossible to accomplish. Yeah. Because yeah, once you start weighing logic and probability and yeah. then you're definitely Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I want to go from here and I want to jump forward in time now to one of your more recent uh, albums and songs. I was in a band many, many years ago and one of the guys in the band had this song called Where Do We Go From Here? (laughs) And then a few years later, I was really into the band Filter and they had this song called Where Do We Go From Here? And then (laughs) sure enough, you guys uh, on your 37 Channels album have this song, Where Do We Go From Here? And I love this idea that you can take these phrases. Um, sometimes they're kind of old yeah. cliche phrases, but you can breathe something new into it and with a new perspective and it just, or maybe it rings Absolutely. true to a different audience. And so I want to I wanna listen to the song and then we're wow. going to come back and we're going to talk about it um, because I've got, there's lots of great lyrics in here too. So um, this is from the band's 37 Channels album. Here is Tantric with Where do we go from here? 
I said, hey, little girl, that look in your eye, you never did cry, you never did shed a tear. How does it feel that I'm not there to be the one to take the blame for your complaints, but I refrain from it? And how does it feel that I'm not there? Cause Sorry that I made you cry But I wouldn't change it for anything Now we've come to a fork in the road But I don't know which way to go What now? I'm looking for a sign to show me Because I've been hoping, constantly coping, relieving by doping myself, and we've been trying, we are denying, let's just stop lying to ourselves. When I, when I read those lines, Hugo, I couldn't help but think, it actually goes right along with what you were just talking about, this idea of the impact that your music has had on people's lives. I'm, I'm thinking of, of the impact that, that those lines had on me and, and probably hundreds, if not thousands of people. You were talking earlier about all the people that have told you that songs like this and like Mourning have, have impacted them. Do you have a story or two that, that stands out to you where you would say, yes, somebody shared this with me that this song you know, saved their life or, or ch- turned their life around. Do you have any stories like that? One that stands out. And I'm going to cut the show in Florida with the guys. And this woman had come up to me and she was an average 
uh, woman a little bit older than me. And uh, she had been a tantric fan and basically had a kid who uh, had uh, was on the spectrum and had some uh, communication. It, it was just hard for them to be on the same page as mother and son and everything. Yeah. And the child of hers passed away. And the thing that the only form of commonality that they would engage in in this conversation was they're both shared this one love for one thing, which in this particular case was this music and how even after uh, the, the, the song, you know, he is no longer on this earth, like that, that this kind of love that she has for him kind of still exists in just the whatever triggers you know when you you know you know you smell the basement of your grandmother's house and it always puts you there and, and yes. it's that same type of thing and you know that could have been tantric or any other band and yeah. but it's just again it goes to show that like how universally uh connected we are in such an obvious way that's often neglected yeah yeah Absolutely, man. I bet you've got just tons of those stories, man. That's, that's incredible. That is. For and, sure. I t- there, and honestly, you don't even know how to react to them. Yeah. Um, other than just like, I, I'm glad that it served that, you know, it, yeah. it's almost like too much credit to give any particular person. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I just happened to be that building block that was there that yeah. became a part of their their existence. But you know, it, it is nonetheless still. I guess if I'm just gonna shave a little bit of that credit and put it in my pocket, yeah, uh, I'll take that little slice. Sure. And and know, you know, when there's an accounting of the goods and bads at the end, that you know that would might might fall on the on the the nice on Santa Claus's list on the good, on the good side of the ledger. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, man. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. And, and to go along with what you're talking about, I'll kind of give you some of uh, a little bit of my story and how the song is impacting me. Because as I read down through this, this is really relevant to me in my life right now. This, this idea of, I keep on looking, not just hoping something will appear. And I love that idea of taking action. Not you're not just sitting hoping and waiting for chance or luck or or just hoping things will smooth out. Just manifest destiny. You know, correct. Correct. And it happens. Even though I do truly believe that putting uh, imagining something is the inception of its existence. Certainly. So yeah. Once you imagine it, it becomes interpreted as something that now exists in your mind yeah. even if it's just a thought yeah and that thought is the mustard seed you know yes yeah yeah you no know, and uh you know great trees come from many small 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 seeds very and <laughs> yeah these aren't always measured on their their mass and size yeah as to their impact and you know what i'm saying yes just sometimes one word place in the right time can 
can say more than a, a dictionary of words put together, you know? Yeah. I couldn't agree more at that. And I love that idea of late, a little, a couple lines later, you say, just take the wheel and steer, you know, take, take yeah. that, you know, like you said, it starts with that, with that little seed, but then at some point you take the wheel, you take ownership of it and you start moving, you start acting it out. Yeah. yeah and, and, and it's like, you know, there's that reference to, you know, a greater being and a greater existence beyond our lives as we know it. And, you know, you're looking up, but you know, uh, not that I'm a, you know, even though born a Christian, not that I, I, I guess subscribe to any particular religion in, in one, one thing. But, yeah. Uh, but, I think that, but yeah, I mean, I think that the greatest gift that you can have in your life is faith in something. Yeah. Uh, and it, and that's why it's very hard to achieve. And and also, how you know religion has. You know, and my parents, a younger generation, when they were young, it was more of a, something that sat in the front seat of your everyday life. And, yeah. and even amongst people who have faith, I, I, I think it's taken a lot of a backseat, you know. Yes, and, I would agree know, with the that. People, the lack of fear of, of, of consequence in a, you know, afterlife uh, uh, sensibility makes you not respond you know what i'm saying yeah when you don't have that kind of like faith that there is an accountability to it right yeah and that's the one thing that 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 gives me faith that something bigger is out there because everything in nature uh both physical and non uh viewable are things that happen uh, you know out of a process of necessity you know yeah as, yeah. You know, you, you need a, when you, when you don't need your pinky toe, it shrinks down and eventually over time and you are, you don't need it. Yeah. But like that also happens in, and to me, it doesn't make this cosmic sense that, uh, where these cognitive self-aware beings that collect this knowledge Sure. and this knowledge really, it's only real tangible gift is is your barometer of morality i guess yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, at the end i do i mean yeah. because all of these things that you experience yeah you're making money and like that but how you make it you know and what you do and the, those choices these things make a moral barometer and that is what is uh worth something you know yeah. and, and when you don't have that you know when when like the there's no substitute teacher or teacher. Yeah. <laughs> you be like, hey, kids, just uh, be good. We'll be back in three hours. Right. Yeah. This world, you know, I, I, it's it's cool to have these conversations. And and the one thing I have noticed is I've met so many different famous, rich, poor, broke crackheads. And yeah. there is and, and a one-on-one -on -one conversation the inner thoughts and ponderings of most people are more similar than they are different. Yes. Yeah. I would totally agree with that. I, I've had that same experience with, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, yeah. What race, class, anything like people. Yeah. You would, how strong they seem outside. Yes. Let yeah. me just tell you in the, in the, in the, the noise of their own quietness. Yes. Yeah. Is, all of that bouncing back and forth and you know 
that in itself is yeah probably yeah uh, well man yeah well and as we've been talking the thing that i appreciate the most is and not only do i pick this up in your music but just talking to you right now i love the idea that you're saying yeah this is what i've been through but i i just sense such a great gratitude that you have yeah and you know as you're tallying up the things that you don't have make sure that you're adding up the things that you do have yes because not everybody has those things you know yeah yeah and uh you know, I, I, I would argue that in most cases that the things that you're going without or are struggling with don't outweigh the, hey, you're alive. Hey, you know, all of these things that yeah. you're like, you, but it, I always encourage people to, as they're going, this is happening to me, this is happening to me, that doesn't happen to you. It happens and you are in it or not, yeah. depending on where you are in the storm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just like you just got to do what you know to be right or as, as right as possible yeah. given the choices. Yeah. And uh, and when you don't know what to do, you just pick the hardest one. That's generally the, <laughs> the one that's, <laughs> of course, it's the trig problem. Right. Yeah, of course. I want to shift gears just slightly to uh, a little bit of the process of how you and the band, uh, write. And because as I listen to the early stuff, it seems like the way things were, uh, playing off of each other, there's, there's dueling vocals, there's all kinds of stuff going on. And it feels like it was maybe more of a group writing, uh, and arranging. And now the newer stuff, I'm not so sure. How, how has that changed over the years? I know the lineups changed a bit. How is it still a group, a group effort? For sure. Well, it's, if it's a band, it's always going to be some sort of a group effort. Sure. Whether some people carry certain parts more than others, they all equal into, and you're all on the on the balance. Yeah. You know? But um, but I think obviously there's things that stylistically become yours, whether they're purposeful or not. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like what I do, uh, what my inclination towards when I'm writing a song and I come up with a lick and I, I'm creating a melody. Like, this is just the way that, uh, you know, I pronounce my music, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not the way that, you know, it, it can be spoken by many different people. But but as new and younger members and older members and more experienced and different players and have come in and out, I've always kind of thought of them as, uh, first of all, like, I, I don't, you know, I have a, a part in the composition and the arrangement, and I do have a lot of you know brainiac freaking wild retarded ideas sometimes and sometimes <laughs> i have to reel them in yeah. and but having a family of of people around you that are creating this thing the the common goal is whatever you do to do it together because it is a family and it, it requires and uh and like i as you players come in they're just like another ingredient, you know? Yeah. And that, that's so much, I never wanted to be um, stuck into this one thing where it's just like every song had to have these certain things right? and be minor and have a, you know, you know, like have these whole, like, you know, things that are, that I often find predictable in music. You know, I, I, I listen to music sometimes that's out there and I'm like, I've, written that song and <laughs> threw it away you know but and and often those songs are like so like 10 million records but right you know i was like 
really? That's I've been I've written that song thirty times. Yeah, that was that <laughs> yeah. was a, that was a voice memo on my phone that I never developed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. For a reason. Right. Yeah. But but uh, then it, I get some solace in knowing that you know you know like to think that hey you know I'm writing some some stuff that's you know. Uh, if looked at objectively uh, with nothing else other than his music that, you know, can stand it on its own. Yeah. But like, then you just hear like, he's, you know, and not to diminish other artists, but you know, just the stupidest. They're just like selling 40 million records. Right. Yeah. And, but, but then you just kind of take a slice of all America or all the, or the world and you're like, you know, well, it makes kind of sense because seventy percent of people kind of think like this, and there's yeah. like a thirty percent of people <laughs> which are people I feel like actually keep everything rolling. Right. And there's yeah. like the the upper echelon who don't really give a f- their way because sure. they'll just you know, yeah. how much for the how much for the child that sings? Yeah. You know, but um, <laughs> but I, I I pride myself on never having a song that the lyrics were just so like it was just like pulling friggin nouns and adjectives out of a hat and right blowing them together to see what the hell that like, rhymes with heaven right yeah <laughs> like you're throwing you like know? you're throwing at a dartboard right. and like use that right you know? exactly exactly and, so when you, and you can just tell and that was, that's what i was saying i i you know i i like all people just the way and i judge people like i judge uh music uh, and I don't mean that in a judgy way, but no, right. Yeah. But it's like, it just got to have some sincerity, you know, yeah. to it. it. It makes me like, you know, I've been working on <laughs> right. for weeks on putting this, this whole thing, yeah, you know, and, uh, there's this guy with a coconut and a banjo, <laughs> just, you know, the, who just won a Grammy. <laughs> it's like, okay. All right. That's, uh. So that, that's, that's good. <laughs> so I want to, I want to, I've got just a couple more questions I want to touch on, but before I do that, I want to make sure and get plugs out because as you were talking about before you touched on some of the things in the music business and uh, one of the purposes of this podcast is I've really been pushing people to go out and invest in the artist. I've been interviewing a lot of like local and up and coming artists. And so I've been telling people go out and if you hear something on this podcast that you love, don't go stream it on Spotify, go and download it, go to their website and buy merch, go, you know, go invest, go see them live. All, all of these right. things that mean something to the because- band. Because it, it's like that one dollar, say a year that you invest per yes. artist, you know, yeah. in a grander scheme and things, all of those artists, all of those dollars allow there to be middle class artists. Absolutely. You know? Yes. And yeah. there should, not everybody should have to be rich and famous and right. on MTV and everything to be able to do what they love. Yeah. And the love of a smaller quantity of people does not outweigh the love of a a grander mass. Right. And it, and it's that whole idea of, of investing so they can continue to create. If you love what they do, you know, you want them to do more of it, you know, so go, yeah, go help that. Yeah, exactly. For the gospel. Yeah. So give us, so in that, in that vein, give us some of your plugs, like where can people find everything that everything tantric? Well, you know, uh, uh, Obviously, our, our Facebook, you know, the Tantric Facebook is there. 
I mean, I have a, an Instagram. I always answer people's, you know, messages. Uh, my Instagram is Tantric Hugo. And then the, uh, t- uh, just for, you know, quick little blurbs, the Instagram on, on, uh, on Tantric, which is Tantric underscore official, right? Official Tantric. Okay. So yeah, go over there. But, um, and just, you know, try to be, if you, if you love something, whether it's, uh, hopefully it's more us than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. But if you, if you love something, definitely, you know, stick your dollar in the, in the tip jar, you know, yeah. because, you know, people that create music also have people that they love. They have their children, they have their wives, they have, uh, not me in particular, but, <laughs> but <laughs> other people. And, yeah. you know, they, they need that, you know, and just like, just like Ford needs to exist for people to have jobs to, uh, at, at Ford, yeah. you know, it's in a small scale, you know, tantric exists, you know, and yeah. other bands exist, you know, yeah. and I, I feel bad for s- such great b- bands. I, I, I think the saddest thing is having to retire something, uh, that for all other purposes you love because you're forced to do it, you know, yeah. because that, you know, and then that's a, a real shame and not to, not to say that you can't fall down and come back up. God knows I've done that. Uh, a few times and uh, you know a lot of people's perception of like what a, a quote-unquote rock star's life is and what it actually is right is so vastly 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 twisted right you know yeah i'm sure i have one more question for you and for, first of all i want to say i was so excited to hear that you guys are back out on tour that things are starting to open back up yeah. you have no Just idea a new record and, oh, and that uh, was going to yeah. be, that was going to be my next question. So first of all, yeah. um, you're, you've got tour dates lined up. You guys are out on the road right now and tell me about, uh, the new record. When's it, when's it scheduled to come out if you have a date yet? Well, it's called the sum of all things and it's kind of appropriately named and, uh, it's already done. It's already mixed and recorded. We did it through the, through COVID, uh, with our, my good friend of 30 years, Chuck Elkazian. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we're on Cleopatra. Uh, it's a, our record company. Um, so those things, that record is scheduled to come out maybe the beginning of the summer. Uh, and that's a good thing. That means that, you know, labels actually doing their job to prepare and launch it properly. Um, but you know, you know, we like to talk to people and we're all engaged in this. There isn't an external source that is, manning this thing there's not a guy behind the curtain you know we're we're interactive that's the one thing about being big enough and not too big you know right but yeah. um but uh you know not only that but within that you know like uh you know i do write other music you know that has nothing to do with tantric and i i'll just put it out there just to see you know because i like to uh test my threshold of yeah how my art form has, you know, what can I do? Can I do this? And, you know, sometimes I swing and fail. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've got this uh, thing called on Sound Brew, which is just like all of these random other songs that I wrote in country formats and, and uh, you know, industrial or renditions of stuff. You know, I did a really dark uh, version of Car- Carol of the Bells. Oh, nice. Is, you know, cool. I mean, it's just cool to see. You know, I was a big fan of Rush and I was a big fan of 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 you 
know, extreme so much so because, you know, you know, grew up with me. But, you know, as you become a fan of a band, then you become, become a fan of extensions. And, yeah. You know, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. I've always been curious of this one thing with so much material. You guys have been doing this for 20 years now, right? And seven, seven yeah. studio albums, getting ready to come out with your eighth. When you're out on tour, how do you decide what you're, what to play? Do you have the whole catalog ready or is it just a set number of songs well, you're doing? Yeah. Well, this particular uh, tour that's going to start is going to be kind of like not necessarily a chronological, but uh, the, the concert that we're putting on is it requires a lot of more faces. But we're going to be having a catalog of 50 or 60 songs that we know. Awesome. So, the, so there'll be four set lists that are interchanged with some things that remain. Yeah. And, and, you know, we often add songs that just by people just writing to us, you know? Yeah. But, being able to know i mean i've got a catalog of over 200 songs so like just being able to know 30 percent of that at any given time and performing well is good but uh on this next tour which uh, we're not implementing this this new show performance now but what we'll be doing is the, the concert will actually be divided in this like three-part uh form which is like what our roots are and then an unplugged version because a lot most of my songs are, are written with just being an acoustic first right. nice and then those songs that were more uh so there'll be like a breakdown where it's just like straight up like mtv unplugged and then there'll be a kind of collective of all of these things including medleys of our references yeah. included into our songs so it, you know where you are now is the sum of everything that you've been through and therefore that is kind of going to i wanted to give it for the people that have been tantric fans for a long time yeah. you know depending on when you became a tantric fan you know there's people that are like holy you're in tantric and other people are like the f is tantric you know <laughs> and it doesn't even matter what their age is but it to me it it's always uh, fun to be like how did you hear of tantric through an email <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> and uh, how it com comes together but you know it's, it's important to also you know for all the artists out there to make it easy for you to pick that strawberry from the yeah. field you know yeah absolutely so yeah. like i wanted to to be uh, an experience uh where people can go in there they can they can rock out they can be pensive about it they can yeah and it's not just all like you know in your face you know it's like sure sure you know, but there is a, you know a little an element of that it's just like kicking on with speakers that type of attitude yeah but there's there should be an element that caters to the pensivity i guess of, yeah and the reflective of the music the reflective and the reflective yeah, yeah. you yeah. gotta set the mood for people to feel it and Absolutely. Uh, and you know you know when i told the guys i was like okay so here's the new <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta learn pretty much 50 more songs oh, and you know and they're because normally i just add two or three right and and you know but at the same time you know we are testing our own you know yeah because other musicians and go up there and be like that mother is a bad mother yeah there's like yeah. a little there's you know that is you know it's, it's our street cred you know? yeah totally so totally. like but touring so much you can play venues that are literally the dirtiest clubs you've ever been to. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, 
to like, you know, you know, amphitheaters to arenas. Sure. So, yeah. You know, previous to this, we were touring, you know, almost two, three years straight. Wow. And just, you know, that just becomes your everyday life, but you, you're closing your eyes and you're back at that city a few times. We just want to give for this like 20th year, um, of this of this band's existence just like a real give back so it can kind of remind people and kind of take them through a you know a little tribute through time and yeah. as negative as i think the transition from 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 the days of, of publishing being like a terrestrial or satellite thing solely to now this like yeah, well, yeah, you can play freaking music on your pen. You got to get your pen royalty. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, as negative as that's been fiscally and devastating to you, the music industry. I mean, when I first came out, just for your perspective, you know, we sold, sold a million records. And, you know, when our first record came out, it was like 56 on Billboard's Top 200. And wow. it, was, it was selling like 60,000 copies a week. Wow. It's like, I don't even know who even sells platinum records anymore. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I miss that. And I don't think, I think that everybody misses like opening the cover. You know, if there's something, I, I, when I read a book, I don't like to read it on a notepad. I, I, I like to read it with a yeah. page, you know, that yeah. you can fold and, you know, there's a sense of accomplishment yeah. and ownership in it. And um, I'm still that same way. Then, like I'll go, yeah. I, I'm still a CD guy. Like I want to, unwrap it i want to open it up i want to see the artwork and, and there's like you were there's a smell to it you know what i'm saying there's all that there is, experience there you know? and i remember being a younger guy where it was like when you'd go buy an album and you were like 10 you know t 10 bucks was a lot you know yeah, so like when yeah. you bought that record it was just like yo you know it was like yeah you know you had that thing and, and and you know there should be some of that value instilled yeah and it's just just like well i can just you know, press Apple pay and pay it on my iTunes or not at all. Right. And or, and the other thing that that goes along with the iTunes is you go through and pick and choose what songs you want to download. And I'm like, that drives me no. crazy because anytime that I would go and hear a song on the radio, I'd go by the album and there were three other right. songs on that album that I liked more than the radio hit, you know, for sure. And yeah. I completely agree that that's why you should never pick your own singles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> Because it's like picking between, if you have kids, like who a parent is ever like, I love them all, but that third one is the ugliest one. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you're, you know, you're always, they're all going to be beautiful to you. And, and the ones that, you know, you're more attached to because of, of their impact on how you listen to them or whatever, yeah. it doesn't necessarily going to reflect, you know, yeah. even though I'm really grateful for all the hit songs that we've had, man, for that same breath, I am like, I sometimes I'm like, man, I just wish that this song was, you know, hadn't gotten to a wider audience because yeah. you can't not, you know, you can't just pick 12 singles, but I do believe in albums being a composition that yes. stands together and without any, you know, there's, there's a connectivity between completely those songs. Completely agree. Or yeah. else it would just be all singles, you know? Yes, completely agree. And, yeah. uh, you know, back in the day, you know, when you'd buy like a, you know, a little, you know, single of a, of a record yeah on the other side would be another band right you know yeah. so the singles are just but now they the music is turned into just basically a, a freestanding commercial for the touring because the yeah. touring is really 
how bands like us, uh, you know, that's our nine to five every day. Yeah. Because I can, with all certainty, say that it's hard for me to think of about a significant penny actually made from something that I didn't take the money for, you know, yeah, yeah. myself in exchange for something else. Right. Because, yeah. 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 So I want to leave, I want to leave everybody with one, one final thing, um, a little bit of background behind this podcast and some of the, some of the origins of it. I, I'm calling it the sing along podcast because there's this idea that I cannot imagine how humbling it is and how amazing it is when you write something and you're, you're in front of a crowd of people and they know it so well, they've connected with it. It's something that you, that comes from your heart and they connect with it so well that they sing along with you as you perform it. And so I, I tried like crazy to pick it up. They sing it along with you with as much passion and yes. heart for every yes. word as yeah. maybe even more than you even initially yes. Yes. put the weight in yes. because that music is not just music. It is they in a coexistence and symbiotic relationship yeah. with their life, you know, and so, it's and so the soundtrack to it. So, yeah. And so I tried in, in that vein, I tried so hard, um, being a fan of you guys for so long, I tried so hard to find one final song for us to go out on and it was really hard. So I thought it'd be fun to ask you if there was one song that you've written that you would say, I hope that this song lives on well beyond my days and that people are singing along with it for years to come. What, what would that be for you? That's, that's hard. Uh, I mean, it depends on what day you ask me. But, um, <laughs> so today, <laughs> but like you know, I think that Mind Control is a really great record. Yeah, that stands and it's unique to itself. But you know, on that record, I always uh, is it called "What Are You Waiting For"? <laughs> I think it's called what you're waiting for. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that song. I love that passes pass. It's got such, you know, Joe Pesci is playing on it. It was just so right on the point and, and made that song. And just, we had a great drummer just for that record. But also, you know, uh, you know, songs like um, that are musically beautiful to me. I, I, I've always liked just once. Is a, is a great song that I, I love that riff that you know Todd White an incredible player and, and writer yeah. himself wrote and uh, you know but like I said you know some days you're just in your favorite car and you just want to do 120 miles an hour and yeah for that day a different song will apply yeah you know yeah but some of them you know they uh, some of them are just you know it, it, I guess they're reflective of of the chapters in, in your in my own life at that time you know yeah sometimes yeah. I, I listen to songs that i wrote lyrically and i'm thinking to myself man i really feel bad for that guy and, and <laughs> forget that that guy was is me you know in that sense but you kind of yeah. detach yourself from it. you're like god that guy went yeah. through it didn't he yeah <laughs> and i was like hold, hold on but that's, wait uh, that's... Uh, oh okay <laughs> but uh but at the end of the day, you know, the the one thing that that I, I truly am grateful for is, you know, the people out there uh, who purposely or non-purposely are allowing me to do this. Yeah. I, that I have their 
blessing and encouragement yeah. in, in whatever form to do this. And, you know, people like you that also feel a, a necessity of kind of putting a magnifying glass on things that need to be looked at yeah. or given just a little bit more time and not dismissed as like a passing commercial, yeah. you know, just, you know, if, if you spend some time with it, you'll realize that things that you don't think that necessarily had as much depth or meaning to you have a lot yeah. more, but just like with everything, things require patience and, and not everything happens like that. Like you know, that. the only That's... thing that happens like that is, is that like passion yeah. or that instinct of wanting to do yeah. it, you know, and that's, that's that's beautiful, that's man. That's a grateful gift. That's beautiful. I think that's such a, a great way to go out. Let's go out on that one that you said for mind control. So let's uh, let's take a listen on the way out to Tantric from their mind control album. The song is called "What Are You Waiting For." Well, your head's down, you turn around. Everybody knows what's going down, and you sit there. With your hands tied around your drink The longer you go, the farther you sing But you sit there waiting for the world to change It's your life and you are So what are you waiting for? Do you want me here for you? What are you waiting for? I think you want me to Take you by the But the spirits in you won't let you be what you're missing Waiting for the world to change It's your life And you are So what are you waiting for? Do you want me here for you? What are you waiting for? I think you want me to Take you by the hand And show you Oh, 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 oh,
Hugo, thank you so much. You have no idea how much of an honor and privilege this was to talk to you and to break down this music and just how accessible you are and humble and everything. Thank you so much. I, I hope you guys have just a great, great tour coming up. Well, I appreciate uh, what you're doing to you. behalf of all the guys. Thank you for making us feel constantly relevant. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sing Along podcast. And don't forget, if you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, just go to locals.com and join our second Echo Locals community to access lots of great bonus content and material. If you'd like to support this podcast, leave us a rating or review on iTunes, or you can tap the support link provided in the episode notes. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to hit that subscribe button at the top of the page and then share this podcast with other music lovers and songwriters. If you'd like to submit a song or another artist to be on an episode of this podcast, you can email me at Casey at singalongpodcast.com. Again, that's Casey, C-A-S-E-Y at singalongpodcast.com. And until next time, this is Casey from Second Echo saying, don't be afraid to write a new melody. And don't ever forget when you find one to sing along. Mm -hmm.